Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have Christopher Worth with us. How are you, Christopher? I'm doing great. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. A uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, could you just go through and introduce yourself and what you do? Yep. Uh, as you said, uh, my name is Christopher Worth. I'm the host of the No Quit Living podcast. I run No Quit Living as a speaking, training, and coaching company. We work with individuals, sales teams, executives, and also some college sports teams. And I also just released my first book, which is called The Positivity Tribe. And I'm super excited to be here today. Oh, that's awesome. You just released that book? Yep, a couple of weeks ago. How is it? How is, have, do you have it on the Amazon or is yep, it? It's, uh, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, Walmart, and even Target. So it's anywhere, anywhere books uh, are sold. Oh, that's amazing. That's great news. And you, you, uh, you provided us with your, with, the, with all the links because after the show, like we'll have it in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out. Right. I believe I did. And if not, I can, I can definitely get that to you. No problem. That's great. So how long have you been writing this book? <laughs> um, I was actually writing a different book in January and February this year. And during this whole uh, pandemic, I run a mastermind with a bunch of uh, men throughout the United States and we coined ourselves the positivity tribe. And it's a very, um, it's a very similar to John Gordon, the author who writes about fables and things in the business and sports world. And during this craziness, I kind of came with the idea of a story about positivity and, and spreading positivity. And we've actually, uh, it was about these positivity notes, which we've been spreading for the last year. Now we're in six countries. We did, I believe 37 to 38 States, um, in the United States. And we've spread out almost 13,000 of these notes. And that's one of the premises in the book. And the group that I referenced uh, Tuesday night, we, like I said, we, we coined ourselves the positivity tribe and three, uh, individuals, myself and two of my accountability partners basically started this group literally the second, excuse me, the, the Tuesday after Corona hit United States. And we've done it every single Tuesday since then. We haven't missed one. And the reason why we initially started was just a bunch of like-minded men. So we all had friends of friends and invited, and there's about 18 or 19 of us total. And the whole idea behind it was just being a positive force, especially during, during these challenging times. And that's what led to, to kind of the book and, and putting it together. And I think um, it's something that we need more than ever in, in the world today, positivity. So I'm so in agreement of that because that's how I pivoted as well, because a lot of our businesses were affected with COVID. So we basically right now today, the more positivity we have, the more mindset stuff we have out there, the better it is. So I'm so glad that you, that you created this and you have this little tribe going. Um, is this like a, you have to kind of pay to be part of it or is it, is it? No, it's uh no, uh, you know, you hear the word mastermind and, and yeah. there's obviously small ones, paid ones, very expensive ones, free ones. This was just a bunch of us. As I said, three of us kind of got together and said, Hey, what about creating a group? And, and it's been awesome. And this one is hundred percent free. And you know, the one advice I have to anybody listening or watching this is when you find that group, whether it's a mastermind, whether it's accountability partners or mentors or mentees, the, the one common denominator, which you can't deviate from a little bit is you have to have like-minded people. And, and that's the biggest thing is it doesn't matter age so much, doesn't matter industry or where you are in your career. 
that's obviously important in some ways, but the biggest and the most important thing, and I get asked a lot about the whole concept of it, is making sure that you have the right people that are aligned the same way. And if you do that, that's what allows these meetings and events and things to continue to go as opposed to, you know, I'm sure we've all heard of a bunch of them that, hey, it was great for two or three months and then it kind of dropped off. And, but to really have it continue along the way, you have to have that common, that common denominator. And the other thing too is feel you, have, you need to feel like you're not only adding value to this group, but also that you're receiving value. And I think that's where a lot of groups and, and accountability partnerships and things like that fall off because people initially are, are attracted to it. They get, a, they get a lot, they add a lot, but then you, a couple of weeks later it kind of falls off and that's, it's all about being mm-hmm. consistent too. It's every, everything is consistency, right? It's so important. And that's why you see a lot of these shelf help and a lot of the YouTube videos. There's so much great information, but you can consume it, but how much of it are, are you actually doing? Right. That's the, the, the knowing is, is, is incredible. And the knowing keeps growing, but the doing is, is the, the problem. I, I love that you said that because that's something that I, I speak about often and, and I could not agree more is I think where the book, like uh, the secret and the law of attraction, I think where it misses is it talks about, like you just said, you can consume that information. You could read the book and say, wow, this is amazing. But the minute you put the book down on your shelf or you put it on your desk, and you don't take action, it's almost irrelevant. And, and I, I don't mean to be that black and white, but it, it's, mm, it's unless you take action, and that's the big thing I do all the time from, from the stage and, and how virtually with my clients is, is I pose those questions and I said, okay, so if you want to change or improve or tweak or advance, I'm going to challenge you right now. What are you going to do today? So if I'm leaving the stage or getting off work with the, with the company in the afternoon, I'm going to pose that question and I'm going to look at everyone in the audience and say, hey, what are you going to do today? What are you committing to do tomorrow morning when you get to the office? When you put your kids to bed tonight, what are you going to do? Are you going to take five minutes or 10 minutes? But the thing that people miss also is it's paralysis by overanalysis. They go from thinking I need to spend 12 hours. And the reality is, no, it's not, it's not 12 seconds, but it's not 12 hours. And there have been studies that shown that it's, it's like you said, it's the consistency. If you spend 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in, at night, all of a sudden you fast forward a month and that's multiple hours that you've committed to X, Y, Z and your likelihood of accomplishing or achieving it is so much higher when you're consistent. So true, Christopher. And that's how, for me, I do, I do one hour um, a day. So I do like around half an hour in the morning and half an hour at night of studies. Um, and that's the only way that I can maintain the vibration I'm in. Mm-hmm. Because if, I'm, if, 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 if I don't do that, if I even miss a day, it can hinder the progress because the consistency is everything, right? And then it's so hard to do, but <laughs> but he, that's where the persistence comes into play as well, right? Yeah, consistency is it's it's one of the most I think overlooked words, but it's it's so simple. And I don't mean to simplify success, but it's it's simple if you break it down into bite-sized pieces. And something we talk about all the time is small wins lead to huge victories, and. Mm-hmm. If you, if you think about the idea and the concept of, of what it really means, and if you take it into bite-sized pieces, to your point, it's half hour in the morning, half an hour at night. If I said to you or any of your listeners or viewers today, all right, I need every single person now to give me six hours every single day, they'd probably think I was, I was nuts and they'd you know, mm-hmm. shoot me off the stage or tell me thank you, but no thank you. On the mm-hmm. flip side, if I said to you, 
and all your viewers or listeners, everybody could do 15 minutes in the morning-ish and 15 minutes at night. There's not a single person that can't take half an hour for themselves. Maybe you don't have a half an hour straight. Maybe you have to do five-minute increments or 10-minute increments, but maybe you got to get up 25 minutes early. Maybe you got to go to bed, you know, 15 minutes later. And, and when you have those small victories and you compound them over a week, a month, you know, two months, three months, that's when you see really significant results. And that's the thing with studies is that you could actually, um, uh, when you're doing these studies, when you're, when you're working on yourself, you're getting more of a, a clarity in your mind. So when you have a calmer mind, your productivity is higher too, I find. So for me, like I'm with my regular uh, 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 mindset work that I do, I know that that when I'm making a decision or if I'm doing some work, I find it easier for some reason. Like I find those decisions easier. Like my, my, my life is a lot less hectic um, and I'm producing more. I don't know how, that, that, that's just the connectivity, I guess, right? Yeah, I have, I guess, a follow-up question for you. Speaking uh, what you just shared, do you do visualization or meditation, breathing type things? Yeah, I do. I do a mix of, of, of different things depending on the day. Um, but I do mostly uh, visualization, breathing. Um, I think Tony Robbins calls it uh, 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 priming. Yeah, I'll say private. Yeah, so similar, something similar, but I, I do that, and that's what our we work with our our you know students and stuff as well. But that's typically visualization is the the oldest secret, right? Like that's like it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't do it, but it is so transformational. Mm. And I I know a bunch of very successful mental performance coaches here in the states that work with top college and professional and Olympic athletes and they'll break down the simplicity of an and to your point it's often overlooked but I think people overcomplicate it because they assume well if I have to do this or if I need to do this it's going to take me 10 hours and the reality is is it's not about the length of it it's more about the actual consistency of it and going back to the meditation perspective I had a guest on my show I believe uh, two weeks ago that shared when you get to eight minutes of meditation, you get into that, I believe you said the gray matter where it really begins to. And if you think about that for a second, eight minutes. So let's say you do two more minutes. So that's 10 minutes of, of meditating and getting yourself set. It's not an hour in the morning and then half an hour at lunch and then an hour at night. And all of a sudden it's, it's a 10 minute, a 10 minute piece of your day or your afternoon or your morning can have a huge impact. But, I think people don't fully grasp it because they automatically assume it's too hard and too much. And, and I always say, mm-hmm. you know, start small, you know, do five minutes today, do two minutes today. And mm-hmm. then when you're ready, go into, I mean, I, I know clients of mine, I know friends of mine that have half an hour to an hour long meditation um, sessions. And, and thinking about that, I, I start, you know, to, to, you know, shake. Cause, cause for me for an hour, I couldn't sit down for an hour unless you paid me a significant amount of money because my mind just goes all the place. But for some people it works. And, and uh, you do, I presume you do meditation. Yep. I, I actually, um, I use headspace, the app. And for me, what I love about it um, is you can set different timelines. So one thing I recommend to everybody is there are a bunch of free apps that you can get on both uh, on any of the Apple as well as the, as the Android 
uh, in the Google platforms that will guide you into it. And that's the thing that I like because most people don't fully understand. And they always assume, like I said, it's going to be this, this monstrous, you know, hour too long, two hour long process when, when the reality is you can start with, and I know there are programs just on the Headspace app for a minute or two minutes. And it just, it just calms you down. And, and I've used it throughout the day. I do it before I go on podcasts. I do it before I go on stage, before I do my virtual, I'll just sit there and, and, you know, just get yourself going. And you said the word, the word breathe. That's a huge part of, of meditation too. And I know people that won't even close their eyes and they'll just get into it and just breathe a little bit differently, calm and slow their breathing down. And then they'll have a better you know, mindset and, and better focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, how, how long have you been doing, like you do it regularly throughout the day. So have you been doing it for a few years now or? Is I've been, it- <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing it on and off for the last couple of years, but really the last year is when I figured out finally what works for me. And, and I think what I was doing is I was listening to too many people as far as what you quote unquote should do. And what I finally did a couple months ago during this pandemic was I said, you know what, I'm going to focus on me right now. And it's, it's so good to listen to other people, get advice, get ideas. But what I said was, and I've been doing it for the last two months now, a whole transformation myself is really focusing on what works for me. And I, I recommend that to, to listeners and viewers is take advice, take suggestions, you know, read, there's amazing content out there, but ultimately you have to put some, put some practice behind it and figure out what works for you and what works for friend, cousin, neighbor, spouse doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Mm, very good advice. Thank you. And can you, can you talk more about your podcast? I, 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 re, I recall seeing that there's different categories. Yeah. So uh podcast is called no quit living. We, We've been ranked uh, very fortunate to be a top 50 show on uh, iTunes in three categories, business, health, and self-help, which is kind of interesting. I personally don't like the category or the term self-help because I think it has a negative connotation. I, I prefer self-improvement or self-development because I think when you say self-help, a lot of people automatically get a red flag and say, well, you know, I need help. And, and no, the reality is you're just looking to, to improve yourself. And we just released our 306th episode and we're just unbelievably grateful. We've had some unbelievable guests throughout the world that are all successful in different fields, authors, speakers, professional athletes, coaches. And it's just amazing because one of the first questions I ask is for my guests, no quit story. And a time in their life where they could have given up or given in, but they didn't. And you just hear some amazing stories and that's the number one objective. I get asked quite often, people say, well, you know, why'd you start your podcast and and what is the reason you continue to do it? And it's, it's very simple. It's been the same answer since I started it. It's to motivate and inspire people to never give up on themselves. And I think in today's day and age, even pre this, this pandemic that we're going throughout the world, we, we need more inspiration each and every day. We need to stop comparing ourselves to other people's highlight reel. We need to compare ourselves to ourselves yesterday and mm-hmm. hope to you know, be better today than you were yesterday. And it's perfectly okay to emulate and look up to, to people and their success, but it's not, a, it's not a good, and you know this, it's never good to compare yourself against somebody, especially with social media and other things, because what you're doing is you're comparing yourself against their absolute best. You know, nobody puts out their worst day on, on social media. I don't know anybody who says, hey, you know, I want to share my video of my last, you know, week. It's been the worst week of my life. I got dumped. I got divorced. My business went bankrupt. 
who wants to hear it? It's exactly the opposite. It's, you know, they're taking a picture of their lunch and the beautiful sunrise and saying, you know, my life is amazing. You know, here's my brand new car and my, my fifth vacation home. If you're going to compare yourself against that, you're never going to win. Yeah, you have to compare, compete with yourself from yesterday, right? And I find a lot of similarities between us. This is amazing stuff. So do you, do you run like three separate podcasts? or is No, it- just this, the same one. It's just been, uh, we've been lucky to have uh, a lot of different people. And, and when it gets to the rankings, which I don't fully understand the algorithms behind yeah. it, but when they do rankings, people search different things and, and – uh, so it's the same one. Thank God. I couldn't, uh, I can barely do, uh, yeah. keep up. We do every, we release a, a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday. So I definitely couldn't do more than one. Cause, uh, it takes up, as you know, a, a lot of time and effort. Yeah, it does. It does. It's uh, but you know, that's a similar, uh, reasoning for me, you know, like I, I, having a podcast is just meeting people like good people and spreading that positivity because the more voices we have out there, the better it is, mm. especially now. Oh. Um, yeah, like I definitely agree. Are you involved with any other businesses as well? Yeah, I have uh, so I have this business and I also have a financial company that I've been working with uh, and working in since 2002, 2003. And you know, the one thing that I found which is interesting is in today's day and age with technology and where things are going, I know you and your listeners and viewers have heard the term, you know, multiple streams of, of income. And, you know, when I first heard that, I, I immediately thought jack of all trades, master of none, you know, and I thought something, I said, well, wait a second, so you're going to just dabble in things. And what I realized was so many successful people that I look up to in all walks of life have different revenue streams, not you know, 500 things where they don't know what's going on, but a couple of different things, whether it's investments, whether it's real estate, whether it's being a venture capitalist in somebody else's company and then their own company. And also a lot of those people that I look up to, I, I know for a fact that they're very charitable with their time and, mm-hmm. and their money. And that to me is exciting. And that's what I always, I always talk about from stages. I have a, a slide that I always use. I'll change some of the, some of the background, but it's, about excuses and, and, and I'll jokingly ask the audience, you know, all right, you know, please just, you know, shout out the, the best excuses you've ever given to yourself, given to somebody else or you've received and people it's quiet for the first 20, 30 seconds, but then it just comes out and people start, you know, throwing out the excuses that you and I've heard and you and I've probably said to ourselves and others. And the reality is it's an excuse and mm-hmm. we all have the same amount of time you know, nobody needs yeah. 12 hours of sleep and somebody can have, you know, one hour of sleep and operate the same way. And if you look at somebody's schedule, and I do this all the time with my clients, I can tell you pretty accurately what your priorities are if you show me your, your calendar and your schedule. And people kind of get offended by that. And I say, it's, it's, it's not meant to be, but I'm telling you and I'm showing you that based on your priorities, for example, going to the gym or starting a charity or fill in the blank. If if it's nowhere on your schedule or if it is and you always reschedule around it, then it's not a priority. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, function properly, but it means that right now that's not a priority for you. And that's one thing where I think people, especially during this pandemic can really think about is what are my priorities right now? And it's perfectly okay if I have a goal and objective that I need to put to the side for a week, a month as I'm working on this. And, And that's the thing I see about successful people all the time is they know how to say no 
because every time they, they say yes to something or somebody, they're ultimately saying no to something else. And, and that to me has been something that I, I'm getting better at. I'm far from, from great at it, but it, I see that a lot with some just unbelievably successful people. They're able to prioritize not only their time, but they're able to prioritize other people's requests and say, look, I'd really like to do this podcast or, Hey, I'd love to write that book with you. But right now I'm doing a, B and C and maybe we can connect in the middle of next year. And I think the other thing people realize too, is you respect other people more when they're very specific with why they can or can't do something or when a good time would be. And I know for a fact, when I've requested podcast guests and things like that, and people say, look, Chris, I'd love to be on the show, but, you know, my book just came out and, you know, the next two months, all I'm doing is, you know, virtual and in-person book signings. And, you know, maybe we can talk mm-hmm. again in, in March. And I said, okay, but make sure you follow up though. Cause most people never follow up. Yeah. So the, it comes down to that point you're mentioning about successful people. It comes down to the decision-making, right? It's the, it's, it's basically making a quick decision. So, you know, you're not saying like, okay, let me think about it. And then when you're thinking about it, that thinking about it turns into never deciding. So it's the point of making a quick decision and sticking by that decision. That's what I find that is a, a very common trait as well, right? And successful people is that that's how it comes down to that. Like they'll be able to say to one person, no, and the other person, yes, is basically decision-making, right? Yeah. And also, also the other side of that too is, is taking the emotion out of it. So for yeah. example, if you and I were good friends and you asked for something and right now I can't do it, but mm-hmm. there's the emotion, well, we're buddies and we yeah. been for a while. How can you make time? <laughs> well, you know, so it's like, all right, I won't, I won't see my kids and my wife or I'll just hang out with you for the next week. But to your point, it's making that quick decision, taking the emotion out of it and then being confident that you made the right decision and moving yeah. on to the next thing making it work. Um, so you, you mentioned about the stage. So are you, you know, with COVID, there's no more stage. So are you, or are there any stages? Like, what do you, what do you do? Can you talk more about the stage? Um, yeah. So the, the, the prior to, uh, to COVID stage was the old infamous uh, stage in front of people, whether it was yeah. an actual built up or same level. But for me, the live events and, and being in front of an audience is, there's nothing that can replace that. That's just my, my opinion. So yes, to your point there, there are no stages in the States. At least there are some States that are opening up as far as opening up to like one half or one quarter the, the capacity. So let's say you had a hotel room and you could have 200 people prior to, to COVID. Now they're, they're saying you you can have 50 or 75 people and you have to be, you know, two chairs separated. So there are some of that that's going down uh, in the States now. A couple of my friends who are also speakers, coaches, and trainers are gradually getting back into that. But the reality is right now, everything's done the way, the way we're talking right now, which is virtual via Zoom or a WebEx or even a FaceTime or something like that. And for me, the option for everybody was only one thing. It was either I'm going to make the best out of this and be creative with it, or I'm just going to sit back and wait until November, December, January, February, and see what happens. And, and so many people have been proactive as opposed to reactive. So they're reaching out to their clients and saying, Hey, I know that we can't do this live event. And I know that, you know, every other week we're doing in-person training for your sales team or your executives. Mm -hmm. What about if we did a virtual 
where we all jumped on Zoom. And, and, you know, it's an opportunity to stay connected with your clients, to get in front of new potential clients. But it's also, mm-hmm. I think, to a bunch of our, our points we said on this, on this interview so far is it's, it's staying in front of people that need it. They need positivity. They need uplifting information. And for me, I know a bunch of speakers that have done a lot of free events and, and free forums and webinars and seminars mm-hmm. and workshops on zoom or webinar knowing that people need it now more than ever. And, and I'm, I'm really inspired by the fact that there are some people that are really doing some, some amazing things out there and spreading positivity, knowing that, you know, there are a lot of people that are home that have been distanced and, and they're struggling. Yeah. It's, it's a tough, tough place right now um, for a lot of people in a lot of countries. Um, and, you know, any opportunity we get, to help is, is, is such a blessing. And I love each and every day I'm able to do that, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I'm getting the same vibe from you as well. Right. Like it's, it's so important when it comes down to that, that you can actually serve some family some way, you know, like they can, you can help them in some way. And that will, that, that feeling is way beyond any, any financial gain. Right. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think, yeah. It's ironic, but it's the karma perspective is when you do something yes. for somebody else for the right reasons, you feel good about helping that person, that family, that company. But the end result is you end up feeling so much better yourself. And that's not why you do it, but that's the beauty of, of when you go about each and every day to pay it forward and to do something for somebody else. It always comes back to you in the sense where you just feel it's like when you hold the door open for somebody or you smile for a stranger or you let somebody go in front of you in traffic. They're, they're so appreciative, shocked a lot of times because most people have lost a lot of the, uh, you know, the way to do things that we were raised, but yeah. you end up feeling better. You let the person go in and you kind of smile yourself and mm-hmm. they might not see you smile. They might not see the, mm-hmm. you know, the step mm-hmm. in your, in your step when you pick up a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's, it comes back tenfold, I believe. Yeah, I'm so like, so it's so true. Like, and actually that feeling that you get, you kind of tend to start chasing it too. Like I have a, I had a consultant when we were at the medical facility, he was doing our social media and he would, he would come over and he would be on my computer and he said, okay, search this uh, company, right? So we would search and that company would have an ad and then they'll also have their website below. So I was, I, every time we would do that, I would scroll down to find the company and, and click it, right? Sorry. And he goes, why are you, why don't you just click the first one? I go, that's the ad. I don't want it to cost money for the guy, right? So you say, why, why, why? Like he was kind of surprised, right? But for me, that small thing is it's a habitual thing now. Like I do it, I've been doing it for so long. But I'm just saying that small little thing, it felt so good. Like I don't have to promote it anywhere, but it's just for me, like for me, that feeling feels good. Right. Yeah. No. I, and, and, and you said it best too. It's you end up feeling the feeling yeah. you have yourself is it's hard to describe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a heavenly state. <laughs> so, and um, are you, are you, you do mentorship as well? Yeah. I, uh, it's something that I've, I've really, gotten into in the last couple of years. And, and when I say mentorship and what I mean by that is there's, there's many different ways, but the reason behind it is during my career, I've had some amazing people that have, have mentored me. I've had some people that have given up time and ultimately what that comes down to is, is money. And I'm now at a, at a point in my career and my, in my life where I can pay it back in different ways. Mm. And I think some of the most successful people that I look up to that I follow, they've talked about some of those relationships where they've said this person or this, 
team or this individual mentored me for, you know, a year, two years, mm -hmm. or he or she took me under their wing and showed me the ropes or, and when you, when you hear that and you see that the reality is the most successful people from all walks of life traditionally and typically have had multiple mentors throughout their lives. And mm. the ones that I'm always amazed by are the ones that when they get to a different level in their career, they now start flipping the script and paying it back to other people. And, and the thing about a mentor, very different than a coach is a mentor you don't pay for. So a mentor is somebody that is taking time out of his or her day and they're pouring into you. And, and that's the beauty of it because to have a really successful mentor-mentee relationship, A, you have to have somebody that's willing to pour down to you and, and lift you up. But B, that person has to be willing to listen and learn um, because that person's taking time out of their day to help you. And, and it's just, it's incredible when you see people that you work with that are, are successful in their life and they get promotions and they're doing exciting things. And not that you take any or all the credit, but the reality is yeah. people have helped you get to this level why not reach down and help people get, get to, to the next level. Um, and especially when it's happened to you. And I think that's, that's the thing for me is, is some just amazingly humble people have spoken about that said, look, yeah, I'm worth X amount of dollars or my company is, is at this level. But if it wasn't for these people, I don't know if I'd be here today. And that to me, when I hear people say that, because there are so many people that take the flip side of that, where they say, you know, it was all me and, you know, hard work and I did it all. And, and there are some people that, you know, they do it all themselves and they just grind it out. But the reality is, is most people have had people that have really pushed them and helped them along the way. It's so true. And then for me, like all the years when I was younger that I wasted, I think about that all the time is that, you know, I don't dwell over the past, but I'm saying if I had a mentor coach kind of direct me the way I've been mentored now and, and coach now from the top names, I feel, I feel amazing because I'm getting places, you know, but back then in my twenties, if I did that, it would have been a totally different journey. I love the journey I've, I've had, but you know, it's up and down, but still the fact is that I would have been in a different place. So having a coach, just like, you know, um, the, the, the Tiger Woods, like he's such an amazing golfer, but he, you know, he has so many coaches and so many men, like you need that support if you want to get to that next level. You know what? I, I want to touch on that for a second because I, mm. I think people miss that in, it's kind of like the word vulnerability. People look at mm. vulnerability as, as a weakness and that's the way I used to look at it. And the reality is, is when you are vulnerable with yourself and others, it's actually a pure sign of strength. Mm. And yes. the reason people sometimes don't look for coaches is because some of them think of it in some way, shape or form as well. If I'm going to ask or look for a coach, it's a sign of weakness or it's a sign that I, I felt that I no, felt that, but I remember. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and, and I felt that in my time and, and a bunch of people that, that I have professional and personal relationships with, we've had some really interesting conversations about it, but what I've realized now, and I just turned 42 this past summer is as you get older and as you learn different things, the people that I'm watching social media on their websites, on TV, different, different in books and magazines, blogs, those people that are at this level up here. And, and I don't define success as just monetary. It's not about that, but the growth, <laughs> but if you look at them and you actually do a little bit of research, you'll find out that they have all typically had multiple coaches along the way. And, and what I connect that with very simple is if you need to, 
grow your social media presence. There's one of two ways to do it. And people don't realize this is the first way is, is to do it all yourself and spend 300, 400 hours of your time understanding it, getting better at it, which is a strategy. I wouldn't mm -hmm. recommend that. Yeah. Or the other strategy is to hire a coach or to hire a professional that does that all the time. It's their profession and you bring them in. Same mm -hmm. thing when, when, and I equate this and I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate this analogy is if you're overweight and you don't work out, you have not worked out in let's say a couple of years, there is one of, again, one of two choices. You can do it yourself, try to do it yourself, continue to bang your head against the wall and bang your head against the wall. And maybe you'll be successful. Maybe you'll be able to do it. But the, but the runway for that is going to be weeks and months and months and months, as opposed to if you hire a coach and bring him or her in yeah. and allow them to teach you the skills, the tools, your runway might go from six months down to four months and four months down to three months. And, and as I watch people and continue to read and follow them, like I said, some of the most successful people are open about it and say, look, I was struggling. I was doing it my way by myself. And it wasn't until I brought in this coach or this mentor or yes. this, or this person or organization and they took my business from here to there, or they took mm -hmm. my fitness from here to there. And, and I think if, if anybody today takes one thing away is, is if you have not thought about mm -hmm. hiring a coach or, or a mentor in different areas of your life, I, I would definitely uh, suggest taking a, taking a deeper look because I can just say from my personal professional life, I've had some amazing coaches in my life that to this day I still speak to and have had significant impact the way I do things and the way I do things way more efficiently and effective now. Yeah, with having a coach, you're actually saving time and money. You know, it's not just, I know you have to spend, but the, the, for me personally, time is more important for me, right? And if I could save time and get to something, get something achieved quicker by having someone who's already been there, that's a wise choice for me, right? But back in the day, it was like, oh, I know everything, you know? <laughs> and, that's, and that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's even worse in some ways for men than women because men have that, like, why don't men ask for directions? Like, we'll figure it out on our own. Yeah. And, but, but those people that identified earlier, so if, if it took you to age 25 and it took me to 30, you, know, you have, in essence, that five years where you know, you've had that, that extra time. But, but you said it best, though, is it's, it, it, it's 100. There's nothing in life that's not an investment. There's, it's either an investment of your time or an investment of your money. But, but to get better, to improve, to be successful, doesn't matter what field, endeavor, doesn't matter what area, no matter what, you are going to 100% invest either your time or your money. And a, lot of the, and, a, and a lot of the situations are time and money. Yeah, yeah, it has to. Well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm seeing that you're, you might be my future best friend because all the <laughs> stuff that you're saying, it just resonates so much. Like it's exactly my, my, daily, my daily thoughts. Like this is, what I, this is what I do. So <laughs> that's awesome. No, you know, it, it's interesting to, to just touch on that for a second. I think yeah. the one thing that people miss is I'm sure all your listeners and viewers have heard, and I know you have, you know, six degrees of separation. I think in the, in the States, we jokingly say it's the Kevin Bacon rule where everybody's six degrees separated from Kevin Bacon. I don't know where yeah. that came from, but in today's day and age with technology, you're one degree separated. You, know, you and I are in different countries yeah. and we're aligned and it's because you sent a message. I followed up, we connected, we scheduled something so to your point about becoming future best friends, I would challenge any 
any viewers or listeners is there's somebody, there's something, a company you want to connect with, just take the time and, and effort to, to make that connection. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight, but that's the one thing that people continually miss. And they say, well, how'd you get all these guests on your podcast? And have you done this? And I say, all right, I'm going to share my secret. And they get their pen and their yeah. paper out. And I said, you ready? I said, it's, it's hard work. I was like, it's following up and following up and then following up again. I said, out of all the guests I've had, I said, maybe a couple of them have been one email or one direct message on social media. Other than that, it's sending an email, following up with a phone call, following up with a, you know, direct message on, on some type of social platform, and then maybe following up with their assistant and, and the people that want to make it happen, especially in today's day and age, as technology is continuing to improve, the sky's the limit. Yeah, sky's definitely the limit. This is amazing. Thank you so much, Christopher. It's been an absolute pleasure to to talk about all this. And and you know, I, I we always like to ask our guests, like, what do you find? I have an idea, but what do you find that your superpower is? So it could give some kind of aha moment to the guests. My my superpower is something that I've I've spoken a lot about. Is it's my ability just to keep going and and not quit and people always ask me, is that from your sports background? Playing That's a name too, right? <laughs> is, it from, is it from, you know, something else in business? And it's, it's something that I've created. And, and it's what I share with people is it doesn't matter if you're an amazing athlete, if you're the smartest person in your class, if you're the number one salesperson, everybody can in, in, increase and improve their willingness to not give up today. And Jocko Willink, mm-hmm. who's an amazing author and speaker, talks about just not giving up today. And that's the one thing that I'll impose on on each of your viewers and listeners is my superpower can be each and every one of your superpower. It doesn't mean you're never going to quit at any point in your life, but just don't give up today. Keep going. Don't throw the, the towel in today and come back tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen. Nothing's guaranteed, yeah. but just stay focused and don't quit. Not on, not on other people, but first and foremost, don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on yourself. And, and know your mind. Like, do a lot of mindset work so you're able to not give up as well, right? You need the foundation. That's so important. Yeah, so important. Well, you know what? Again, any other last minute advice that you want to give? No, I, I actually, yeah. One, one thing. Is yeah, sure. We end, we end our show um, and I pose different questions or challenges to, to the uh, listeners. And I'm going to pose that same challenge that I've, I've used a lot during this pandemic is when you get off of listening to the podcast, whether that's morning, evening, or afternoon, is do one thing today, tonight, tomorrow morning for somebody else and do it with zero expectations in return. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it, Christopher. Thank you so much again for being on the show. It was, a, it was an absolute pleasure. And stay in touch. And we'll you know, make sure we have all your links for anyone that wants to connect with you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm.